Hi ladies and welcome to this week's episode of the Women in English podcast. I am so happy to be back because we had to skip a week and that does not make me happy. But I am back. I'm almost feeling better, but I can speak for maybe 10 minutes at a time and that is a big step, ladies. Let me tell you. Thank you so much for all of your beautiful messages and everyone, you know, just checking in to see how I've been feeling. I'm slowly recovering from my asthma attack. It's just, you know, taking a little bit longer than expected, but I'm really happy to be here today because I am going to be talking to you all about my experience of living in Italy, talking to you about how I managed to move here, why I moved here, the things that I learned, how I learned Italian. And we have a special guest. I'm so happy we're going to have Giorgio, my partner, who will be here and we're going to have a chat with him. I'm going to be interviewing him and he doesn't know, but I'm going to be doing like a little challenge just to see how much Australian English he's learned and if his English has actually improved since we've been together. We've been together for a really long time and I'm an English teacher, so it's not going to look too good if his English hasn't improved. So fingers crossed he passes. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. Just like a little bit of housekeeping and updates. There is a brand new course for you all that's available over on the Women in English website. It's all about the passive voice, which is an awesome, awesome grammar topic for you to learn, especially for those of you who are working in a business English environment, you're working in an academic environment, and you're needing to learn more formal advanced English. All right, so just to like begin this podcast, because we've got a few things that we're going to be doing here, but I just wanted to talk to you girls and open up a little bit about my story in regards to why I'm here, why I moved to Italy, how I learned Italian, etc. Because I really do get a lot of questions about this topic. And I realized, hey, I actually teach women who are maybe their first year in or second year in living in a foreign country. And so many of you guys are like facing the same difficulties that I actually face. So I thought it could be really helpful to open up about it, talk about it with the hope of like possibly helping some of you out who are going through the same sorts of issues. So the reason why, obviously, I think the majority of you know this, but the reason why I actually moved to Italy is because I met Giorgio, my partner in Australia, We met that we were actually working together and after working together for a few months, I think it was a few months, yeah, like it wasn't actually that long, but after working together, you know, one thing led to another and it was like one of those perfect little fantasy, you know, love stories and he had to come back to Italy and I turned to him and I said, don't worry, I will be meeting you there in two months. And he kind of thought I was crazy because it was like, oh my God, I met this girl like <laughs> a few months ago. I don't think she's actually going to move to another country. But lo and behold, I am a little crazy. And I did. And that was really like the driving force of why I decided to come to Italy in the first place. 
But I do also have to say the fact that, you know, you, you girls know my dad is Italian. So he he's Italian. He was born in Italy. He moved to Australia when he was like 21, met my mom, same kind of story, but they decided to stay in Australia. So I grew up with this idea of, you know, Italy and all of that. And I was kind of like really always felt like Australia wasn't the place for me to live. I don't know. I think that I could base it down to just a cultural thing. Australia is such a beautiful country and you're going to hear Giorgio speak about this later because we both have the same idea and opinion. Like Australia is such a beautiful country. Everything works so well. But in my opinion, it has like a little bit of this feeling of coldness. I don't want to say or offend anyone because, you know, I, I grew up in Melbourne. Like it's my country. I love it. But it just has this sense of coldness. And I always felt like it wasn't the place for me. I always just felt like, you know what? These aren't my people. This isn't my culture. Like I just feel uncomfortable. And because of that, I always really struggled to understand who I was and be the person I wanted to be because I felt like I was living in an environment that people saw me in a certain way. The country was organized in a certain way. So I had to be in a certain way. And I found that extremely restrictive. And, you know, girls, I'm, I'm so sorry that there is a motorbike that will pass again for the 100th time today. And I'm just going to breathe through it. But it was all very restrictive. And the biggest thing for me is when, you know, when, when I met Giorgio, I fell in love immediately. And he made me see something, you know, that was completely different. And then I said, you know what, like I, I, have, to, I have to go with my destiny and I, I have to do this move because I know that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, George is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. And I need to to make this big decision and completely change my life. And for this reason, you know, at 23, I, I got in an airplane, me and my sister. And, you know, I decided that I was going to move to Italy. Now, being, you know, here and living in Italy, it it was really challenging. I'm going to talk about it through the challenge of two main areas, being homesick and the language, because that is the most relatable to you girls. Apart from the fact that it was the best thing that I ever did and like I never once regretted it at all. But I, I think that even when you do something that you're so happy about, especially to this extent and so life-changing, it does come with struggles. And the fact that you get over the struggles is just because of how much you want to continue doing what you're doing. But I'm not going to lie, like it did come with the two main struggles, which was the language and which was my homesickness. And the first was my homesickness. And I'm going to say I spent two years feeling like an orphaned child. (laughs) I, I always explain it to people when they ask me this because I have no other way to say it. But I, though totally aware as an adult that I had made the choice to leave Australia and live in Italy, I felt abandoned by my family and it was so difficult. I mean, I didn't expect to feel so much homesickness. I was, I've always been a very, very independent person. I love my family. However, I never had the feeling that, you know, I had to stay living at home and I always had to stay really close to my family. I've always been very independent and really able to be by myself. So it was a real shock to me. 
And I know I speak to so many of you girls who go through the same thing. And even now, like it comes back sometimes, senses of homesickness, especially through this COVID period. But I mean, the best, the main way that I dealt with it in those two years, I have to say, I was extremely lucky. Like I was together with Giorgio. He became my family. His family became my family. And I kind of had that like blending of, okay, letting go of my family just because of the distance and I'm not there. Like I can't be in contact with them. And then I had, you know, a a second family that started to soften that blow. And I found that extremely comforting, but it, it did take some time. You know, I remember at the beginning I was, you know, I was so homesick that I became so obsessed and attached with my possessions that I made my mum send me like my shampoo from Australia because I was really closed off to the culture strangely enough I missed Australia I missed my family and I wasn't open and welcoming to the culture that was around me which is weird I moved to Italy because I didn't feel like Australia was my culture but um and I went through this kind of like grieving process you could say and it's something that I, I talk a lot about in my lessons. I've got a lot of students that say, you know, you know, I've been in Australia for five years and I just, I miss home so much and I can't, I can't learn English. And a lot of the time I work on their sense of identity and the fact that they're just not open to the culture. And this does a lot with your emotions. Like I when I was shut down, like when you're shut down, you're like, no, everything's better in Australia. Everything is like happier in Australia. I miss my family. And you start to go into that kind of like, sad, apathy, mean kind of energy. It's really difficult to learn a language. And in fact, this started influencing my ability to learn Italian because I kid you not, girls, like I spent three years just speaking English. I got to Italy. I became an English teacher after like one month and my whole environment, including my relationship with Giorgio, was completely structured around English because I was refusing the language. I really wanted to speak Italian, but I was so like scared to speak it, so uncomfortable, really down in confidence that I I wasn't able to make that switch. So these two things I have to say were the hardest things for me and they really did teach me a lot in regards to openness in regards to, you know, understanding different perspectives and just in regards to my own personal strength. Um, in regards to like how I manage with like differences in culture, a few times I've been asked this, I, I didn't really have this much of an issue. Um, in some areas, I would say that, you know, Australians seem to be a little naive <laughs> and Europeans not so much. And this could have been and was actually the, the, the hardest thing, just like building a tougher skin. I'm, I'm naturally quite sensitive and I'm very empathetic. But at 20 years old, you know, somebody could have looked at me strangely and I probably would have bawled out, you know, bawled my eyes out crying. And this is definitely something that I learned through this experience. So this is, you know, a little bit of a quick synopsis of my story in regards to, you know, having moved to Italy quite young, I would say. And any advice I would give you girls is that if, you know, you've just moved, give it time. It takes took me two years to say, hey, I want to be here when I really actually wanted to be in Italy. I loved it. I wanted to spend the rest of my life living here. 
But when those feelings of homesickness and like a little culture strangeness happens, you know, give yourself time. It's not enough, just a few months and be open to the experience. Don't close yourself off because this is really going to affect how you're going to learn the language. Because if you're close to the culture, you're close to the language and you're just not open, you're not willing to learn. And it can really delay the process like it did with me. And then as soon as I opened myself up, I started seeing opportunities everywhere to learn Italian and just like started speaking and listening to Italian and reading it. Not reading. No, don't like I didn't read in Italian. I'm still not able to read in Italian, but lots of listening in Italian. And that's how I started to teach myself the language. All right, ladies, so now we're going to move on with our surprise interview. I have Giorgio here. It's like the third time that you do this now. <laughs> I'm not lying, girls. It's been difficult. We're like two little kids and we keep getting the giggles. So without formal introductions. Um... <laughs> Giorgio, welcome to the Women in English podcast. Uh, thank you, Gaia, for inviting me formally in this podcast. <laughs> Totally welcome. So I have a list of questions that okay, I'm ready. I've come up with, but also many of my students have asked that I thought could be interesting to ask you in regards to like Australia, Italy, what language we speak, etc. So I'm just going to send me the question before to read. No. So it's a surprise. It's a total surprise. Mm. This is a test for your English. Oh my God. Are you ready? It's going to make you look bad though. That's what I said to the girls. In the introduction, I said, and this will be a test because I'm an English teacher and we've been together for a long time. No, it's, it's all on my shoulder now. It's all on your shoulders. Oh, okay. My students are no longer going to be my students anymore. But you have a lot of Italian students, no? So I can speak a little bit of Italian. You can speak a little bit of Italian, but the majority aren't Italian, so... Okay. We can learn Italian too. Okay, cool. All right, the first one. So, why do you guys choose to live in Italy instead of Australia? Okay, first of all, I don't think this is a question that you should ask me <laughs> because actually I am the only one that I want to go and live in Australia between us, okay? So why did you choose to live here and <laughs> not in Australia? <laughs> that is in one of the other questions that I've <laughs> already answered. <laughs> But anyway, it's, it's the place that we like the most out of the two countries because... The, the, the thing that we say the most is because Italy has a lot of soul compared to Australia. But I don't want to offend anyone in Australia because I really like Australia. I don't know why. I'm attached to the country. Yeah, I think the reason that like so many people have actually asked me this question though, but about you is because like you are Italian and you have the opportunity to go and live in Australia, yet you choose to stay to live here. So. Yeah, but I don't have the opportunity because you don't give me this opportunity. You want to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> so every time, but I have this thing. No, I don't know if, if you ever said this, but every time in springtime when the weather gets really nice and bright and the sun comes out, I always want to go in, in Australia permanently though. Every year I have this thing that I want to move permanently to Australia, but around spring time. It's like the springtime crisis in our house. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's go with the next question here. Um, okay. What language do you speak to each other? 
mostly we speak Italian lately. Um, I don't know why. Like, I know why I do, because I'm Italian. It comes natural to me. But I don't know why you do it. Yeah. Like, for example, if I get angry, obviously, there's no way that I get angry in English. Mm. Because I'm Italian and I get angry in Italian. But, but you get angry sometimes. She gets angry sometimes. I know it's weird, but she gets angry sometimes. And you get angry in Italian. Yeah, this is true. That's a little bit the opposite. But yeah, we speak a lot of, a lot of Italian. But sometimes we, we go through phases mm. where we only speak English. But the majority of the time we speak in Italian. I guess it's because we live here. Yeah. I think that if we will live in Australia, mm-hmm. we will speak more English. Yeah, like in September we speak English all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it depends. I think it depends on like, especially even what we're talking about. And who's in the room, like if we're with Mia, maybe like I try to make more of an effort to speak in English. And if I'm in a happier mood, I guess I'd speak in English. But when we're talking about maybe more serious stuff or I'm angry or whatever, yeah, it comes out in Italian. It depends. Yeah, you speak a lot of English with Mia just because you're concerned about English. Yeah. So I know that you do these efforts, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but naturally I think we speak more more Italian. Yeah. Or we like majority of the time we just speak both languages in one conversation where you would speak in Italian and I would reply in English or vice versa. A mixture of of both languages. Yeah. Yeah, That's what we do also. Which is pretty funny because there's so many misinterpretations Mm. because in English one thing means another thing and then in Italian another. Yeah, that's true. You have a lot of words that I don't know how to... I use some words of the English language when I don't know how to say something in Italian. Mm. Sometimes I get blank and I don't know how to say something in Italian and I use just one spare word in in a sentence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's have a look at the next question here. Okay, what language do you speak to your daughter in? This is directed specifically for you. Just for me. Uh, I only speak Italian pretty much to my daughter. I started like um, speaking in English, but then I realized that because I'm not perfect in English, especially my accent, and uh, so I prefer to teach Italian properly rather than teaching an English that it's not like as good as what you can do, for example. So I started speaking only in Italian to her. It's like a rivalry now. Like she learns a new word (laughs) and I'd be like, oh, do you know in English we say this? And then George was like, no, but in Italian we say this. And then there's me like, which language do I choose? (laughs) All right. That's true. Uh, Next one. Okay. Do you ever, do you ever get upset because you can't understand each other? No, never. No. I don't remember me being upset unless... At the very start, when you when you first came here, the first I don't know maybe six months, seven months, you used to get really shy speaking Italian, obviously because it was the the very start, and that my English wasn't even good. I wouldn't understand certain things that you would say, especially when you would speak fast. I used to get shitty sometimes. I remember you getting shitty at me as well because you wouldn't understand, but a little bit. Gosh, I don't even remember. It must have been yeah, right at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, could be. All right, next one. Um, Giorgio, which do you prefer, Australia Air or Italy and why? What do you mean, the country in general? Yeah. I prefer for a lot of reasons Australia, 
enough to be honest but probably now because we're in springtime <laughs> <laughs> i guess i have a lot of positive emotions attached to to australia and i prefer for for the fact that they all respect the rules the country is really i don't know established if i can mm-hmm. say so it's clean and it has a lot of this feeling that everything works there mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This is what I, what I like of Australia. And the thing that I like of it is just the beauty of the country and the soul of the people. Like, it's more alive. On the street, there's a little bit of mess. Like, uh, you can hear people chatting at night. If you leave the door, I don't know, it's the culture. I think the culture is, uh, is older. Mm-hmm. And it's more, it's more of a big culture here either. This is the thing that, the only thing that I miss being there. Mm. But generally speaking, if I would have to choose now as a parent, mm. I would like to make, to make my daughter grow up in Australia. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah absolutely. Just for like the obvious reasons. Yes. All right. Next one. Or oh, this is a big question. <laughs> so professional. This is a big question here. What All right. Your... What's it like working together? Oh, <laughs> I don't think we have enough time <laughs> to say. I don't know I can sum this up, but I can say that it was a massive, long, long journey for us since we started. And it's like almost a decade. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it is. Yes, it is. And at the start was really hard. Like, I don't know, I felt a lot of responsibility and it was hard to stay and work together. Now, I think that after a long time, especially because we had a break, I don't know, we had a break of one year, mm-hmm. that we didn't work together. And now coming back together again, it feels everything perfect. Like everything fits perfectly. Like we finally understood my role and mm-hmm. your role. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that we have any problems working no. together but before it was a really it was really uh, it took years actually yeah. not even months like years to to adjust and understand what we had to do together yeah. like in regards to like because i get this question all the time at like the fact that like we live together and work together and just like the simple thing of being in the same space honestly with us was never a problem we've always been in each other's close, spaces yeah. close like that was never a problem but for us was just the fact of like managing a business and understanding exactly like what georgia said like what each other's roles were and really growing into those roles and it really did take such a long time and yeah i, I agree with it you now but i have to say it's not not it's not because of our personalities because we get along so well mm. do you know what I, mean? I have to say this but it's because of understanding we grew up uh, um, at the same time as our business grew up. Mm. So we actually had to understand how to make this business go. Yeah. That that was the main reason why we wouldn't, un- we wouldn't work together like properly at the start. Exactly. And like we decided to do it when, you know, we had a newborn baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. All right. Let's have a look here. Okay. Last question. Giorgio, this is the million dollar question. Has your English improved or gotten worse since being with Gaia? It has improved. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It has improved, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but the real question here is that it's because of you or it's because of the time that I spent speaking English? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> 
Sorry, ladies. No, I'm going to say it's because of the time because I don't think I speak enough English to have, to have helped you. No, you actually helped me a lot. In the beginning, in the beginning. Because I have to say, all the videos in these, I don't know, seven years, not seven years, in, whatever it is, that you, you girls have watched, you guys have watched, <laughs> I have headed it. <laughs> so true. I had to watch, like, I don't know, 1,000-ish videos that you made. So, And I call myself sometimes saying, oh, this was really useful, but I wouldn't tell it. <laughs> That it was really useful. Or probably she will catch me some days later using, I don't know, the example, the phrasal verb that she taught two days before in a video lesson. So she actually told me a lot. And because she doesn't speak like Australian slang, she speaks really good English. So it was really nice and comfortable to hear this type of English that she speaks and... Because I hear a lot of Australians speaking slang. It's really hard to, I think, to learn as well from that type of, uh, how do you say, speech, that type of pronunciation, pronunciation as well, yeah. Uh, so I was really comfy <coughs> speaking with her, like, improved me a lot. I'm lucky because I can speak English with her when, when I want. And I used to do it a lot at the mm. start, but now got lazy. just Italian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Giorgio, you did a good job. Now we're going to move Thanks. on. You're welcome. <laughs> we're going to move on and I have a surprise for you. Are you ready? Yes. All right, girls. So Giorgio actually didn't know I was going to do this, but I'm going to do an Aussie slang challenge. So... Oh. Yes. So mm. what? <laughs> so what I've got is a list. So can I do a Roman slang challenge as well? Yeah. Did you prepare any words? No, you didn't tell me. No. Mm, Next time. All right. So what I've got is a list of like more or less 10 words that are really common in Australian slang. And I want to see if Georgia can work out okay. what they mean. I think some you know. I, I Some Let's that go. you know. Okay. <laughs> the first one is a bludger. A bludger. Oh, I'm not confident anymore. <laughs> <laughs> bludger. Um, makes me think of a patch of color, like <laughs> of ink, for example. Well, a patch of color. Bludger. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Look at that nice bludger on the wall. <laughs> a bludger is the person that's really, really lazy. So like ah. you can say you're such a bludger, you don't do anything. Ah, okay. All right. Next one. A bogan. What's a bogan? Yes, I know. You used this before. A bogan is like um, a, like a mother. Yeah. It's a bogan. It's like a person that is really not rude. I don't know how you would say as a synonym. <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's, it's a type of person that is really, I would say, like genuine, mm -hmm. like uh, rude like uncultured. Uncultured, yeah. Yeah, so a bogan is just like a true blue Australian that is like just really, really Australian, a little uncultured. It is an insult, just like watch out, but it's something, yeah, that we do use. Oh, I knew this. Okay. One zero. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got to keep track. Yes. Okay, one zero. All right, next one. Servo. Servo. Can you spell it? Servo, S-E-R-V-O, servo. It's like a person, it's a servant. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in Italian I think it's, uh. 
servo. I don't know. Servo yeah, it makes sense. Like could logically. be, see, could be this, like a, a servant. What if I put it in a sentence? Like, I I gotta go past the servo before work. It's a shop, mm-hmm. so I gotta go past the servo because to. Is it connected to work? No. Uh, it's the supermarket? No, it can't be the supermarket. I don't know, actually. Ah. It's a shop. My bad. Makes sense. It's, it's a, a shop. shop. It's a shop. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a shop. It's so common, this word. I thought you knew. No. A servo is the service station. 7-Eleven. No. A service station is where you put the petrol in the car. Servo. Ah, oh. oh, my bad. Okay. So, yeah, like a 7-Eleven. Yeah. All right, the next ah, one. Servo. Servo. Okay, no, yeah. Servo, yeah. The next one we have is Bottolo. Bottolo, it's a, it's a shop famous in Australia where you sell wine. So Very I good. think it's a wine shop. Perfect, exactly. It's like actually they call it Bottolo in general. Like any okay. bottle shop, they say Bottolo. All right, next one, Eski. Eski, uh, Eskimo? No, it could be something. Yeah, there's a connection. Like there's a connection. The cold. Esky could be like the jacket that you put when you go out because mm-hmm. it's really cold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it there? Think of like a, a a jacket for your beer or your food. Ah, okay. It's like uh, the thing they used to keep the beer cold. That's what you say, like the glass. Yeah, a, l- jacket. a little bigger. It's like a <clears throat> an ice box that you use when you go camping ah, or you go okay. to the beach. I understand. Yes, yes, I understand. All right, the next one is a sausage sizzle. I know these sausage sizzle. We went to this when we were in Australia. Sausage sizzle. (laughs) (laughs) I know this. I know I'm blank. I'll give you a clue. Bunnings Bunnings Warehouse. Ah, yes, yes, yes. They prepare this um, barbecue sausage. In front of Bunnings, which is the shop for where else? Yeah. Yes. A sausage sizzle. It's, it's a sausage in a bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. The next one, a Barbie. A Barbie. Yeah. You can barbecue that. Come right, on. Good. Yes. Easy. Barbie me. What about the bush? The bush is the, the forest when you go okay, campaign. No. Countryside. Countryside. Very good. <laughs> The next one, Chrissy. <clears throat> Chrissy, double S. Yes. Chrissy, it's uh, crazy. No, Crisis? like I'm so excited for Chrissy. Ah, Christmas. Yes. Yeah, very good. This one, you know, Australia. Australia, yes, it's Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should put mate next. It's true. Yeah, they go together and in it. <laughs> All right, the next one, Ashila. 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 I have no idea. Ashila can be, I don't know, think of, I don't know. Ashila is like a bogan Australian woman that yeah, wears like. It sounds like a name, like Ashila. Ashila. It's like a, 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 an Australian lady, but like not a lady, like okay, a, like a Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. The next one, a snag. Oh, I know this too. Snag. Can you pause this? I want to think about it. No, (laughs) but I'll give you a sentence. Like, um, I know. I'm going to put a snag in a piece of bread with some tomato sauce. No, I don't know yet. 
It's a sausage. Oh, I don't know. Look. Mm. I didn't know. All right, next one. Mozzie. Mozzie, it's a um, mosquito. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last one, Maccas. Maccas. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just Australia? McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's, exactly. Is it just Australia? It's Australian slang, Maccas. Oh. Yeah, everyone else is McDonald's. So cool. So, cool. You, so only you guys have uh, Maccas. Oh, God, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and when you have to say the MacBook, for example? A Mac. So not Maccas. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Georgie, you did a good job. Did you like the challenge? Yes, I liked it. Did it make you feel more or less confident with your English? With my English, yeah, but with Australian slang, no. Yeah. I thought I knew more. We can do another one next time you come over to the podcast. I would prepare myself, though. No worries. Well, ladies, I am going to wrap up this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to do more stuff talking about Australia, Italy, our experiences, etc. because I get so many questions. So, you know, that's all really. But thanks for being here and listening. I hope you all have a great week. Um, just a quick reminder, all of the links to the rest of the community are down below in the description box of this episode you can go ahead and follow me on instagram subscribe to youtube there's the facebook group which is really handy for those of you who want to practice speaking in english as well as you can try out the 10 minute habit for free if you're looking for a every single day english routine in order to level up your abilities and you know all of the online courses that you can check out by just jumping over to the women in english website so thanks for being here everyone have a beautiful day And I'm going to continue teaching English for the rest of the day. See you all.